For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben and Maria podcast. For one on break, we previewed what we are doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about the Niners and their upcoming matchup on Monday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals. But before we actually get into that game, we do have to recap what happened last week, both for us and for the Niners. And we ended up splitting. We ended up winning with the under in that game, but we did lose on the side with the Niners minus 7.5. Really annoying that they lost the game. Uh, the Niners really just no-showed the entire first half and then woke up in the second half and outscored the Chargers 12-0 after halftime. Plus, the Niners ended up having first and goal at the eight-yard line with like two minutes to go, and we needed a touchdown in order to cover. They did not. They ended up getting in. They ended up kicking a field goal, and that's why they ended up winning by uh, six. So a bit unfortunate there, but either way, Niners won and the undercashed easily, so look for uh, a sweep here in week 11, but do have to go through the actual X's and O's and the box score of that game. So starting off with the 49ers, Garoppolo really was not very good. Uh, went 19 of 28 for 240, uh, sacked one time, QBR of 57.3. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown in the game, but overall Garoppolo was better in the second half. He missed a lot of guys in the first half, especially. I thought he was really bad. And that was a big reason why the Chargers were able to open up a lead at half uh, because Garoppolo really just couldn't uh, sustain drives. His pocket presence was terrible, and that ended up getting better as the game went on. But I still don't really like Garoppolo. I'm assuming most Niner fans kind of accept it. He's mediocre at best, and he was against the Chargers team that offensively shut down in the entire second half because they have no weapons, and the Niners seem to really flip a switch. And that was the story of the game. The ground game, though, McCaffrey was kind of quiet. Had 38 yards on 14 carries, did have one touchdown. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell led the way in his first game back off injury. Had 18 carries for 89 yards. He was very good. Looked comfortable, didn't miss a beat, and he was definitely the physical runner who really set the tone in the second half. Debo Samuel had four carries for 27 yards, and Garoppolo did have that rushing touchdown. Uh, for the receiving core, Ayuk was good. 
Had 84 yards, had a potential touchdown, which he dropped, but still 84 yards, pretty good day. Uh, Juwan Jennings had a pretty big third down conversion in the second half, uh, but he ended up having 40 yards. McCaffrey had four catches for 39. Ray Ray McLeod had one catch for 33 yards. Uh, Debo was quiet, had 24 yards, and Kittle had one catch for 21. Uh, Ayuk also lost a fumble, so that was definitely not ideal. Uh, but to go through the actual defense, they were able to sack Herbert uh, twice. So uh, that was definitely nice. It's, I mean, it's actually a little bit interesting because Herbert got sacked twice, but he got injured or they took him out briefly because of that head-to-head hit that uh, Greenwell had on him before half. So Chase Daniel ended up subbing in for a couple of plays and he also got sacked. So the Niners technically had three sacks. Uh, you had Bosa with one. What else is new? You had Willis with one. And you had Emanihu, who ended up having one as well. So the defense was pretty good. Also ended up uh, intercepting Herbert, which I might have mentioned before. And that interception was by Hafunga, which ended up icing the game. Herbert was pressured. His arm got hit. He threw it. It was basically just a pop-up. And Hafunga got under it for the game-winning interception. So nice job of the Niners' defense after the first half. And they ended up only allowing 238 yards in the entire game only allowed 12 first downs. The Niners really dominated on paper, which is why it was very unfortunate they didn't cover because besides a no-show for a decent portion of the first half, they really dominated for two and a half quarters. And I do think that the Niners probably should have covered that spread. But either way, nice win for the Niners. Chargers, five and four. Once again, I don't think they're very good. I think they're going to miss the playoffs, but we'll see what happens moving forward. But as for the actual stats for the Chargers, Herbert, 21 to 35, one touchdown, one pick, 196 yards, QBR of 37.1. He wasn't good, but I didn't expect him to be, so I can't say I'm surprised. Eckler did basically nothing, which was the very impressive part by the Niners' defense uh, because he had 24 rushing yards and 39 receiving yards, so he ended up having less than 65 total yards, which is a great job by the defense. Uh, Carter had the big touchdown catch in the first quarter. Finished with 64 receiving yards. Palmer had 44 yards. Everett had 23 yards and then got hurt. I believe all those yards were in the first quarter, and then he got injured. Uh, but that's really all there is to talk about for the Chargers. Uh, they did sack uh, Jimmy G once, and that was by Cleo Mack. Can't say I'm that surprised. And uh, besides that, you did have a fumble recovery uh, by Asante Samuel. So he ended up having the... Uh, I can't say the luck of the draw there, but he was in the right spot to pick up the Ayuk fumble. And that was really all there is to recap for that game. One-sided affair. It just was close because the Niners really didn't show up for the first quarter and change. But once they did, they took it to them. And that's kind of what I expected. But now looking at the Arizona Cardinals, their opponent for this upcoming Monday night game. And to go through their game last week, I don't really know what to make of it. They ended up winning 27-17 on the road against the Rams. However, it was a battle of backup quarterbacks. You had Colt McCoy taking on John Wolford, and Colt McCoy is a lot better than John Wolford. McCoy ended up having 238 passing yards, one touchdown, no picks, QBR of 70.5. He looked really good. In fact, so good that some people are trying to turn into a quarterback controversy because Kyler's been underwhelming. You can't bench Kyler because you just gave him a massive extension. So as soon as Kyler's ready to go, he'll be back in the lineup. But Kyler is questionable for this upcoming upcoming Monday night game. So we'll see what happens. But Cole McCoy looked really good. Uh, James Conner pretty much took every single carry in this game. Had 21 carries for 69 yards, only 3.3 yards per carry. But he did have two touchdowns, which was kind of the saving grace of his stat line. For the receiving core, you had DeAndre Hopkins, who had 10 catches for 98. Rondo Moore had nine catches for 94. 
Uh, James Conner did have 17 receiving yards. A.J. Green had one touchdown catch, and Ertz ended up having one catch. Unfortunately, he got injured, and I believe he's going to be out for the rest of the year. So that's kind of sad because Ertz has, was having a pretty good year. But for the overall offense, Cole McCoy did look good, which is kind of why it's difficult to fully evaluate this game. But either way, I do think the Cardinals might have potentially found something. Then again, to transition over to the Rams, this team stinks with or without Stafford. Uh, Wofford had, had uh, 212 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, a QBR of 21.3. The one touchdown was misleading. He threw a touchdown in basically the final minute when it was garbage time. So he was awful for about 55 minutes in that game. Uh, looking at the ground game, nobody did anything. What else is new? Uh, Cam Akers had 22 yards. Henderson had uh, 21 yards and a touchdown. Uh, besides that, for the receiving core, Higby had 73 yards. Allen Robinson had 44 yards. You had Kyron Williams, who had 30 yards as a running back. Uh, then you had Van Jefferson, who ended up having uh, 27 yards and a touchdown. And you're scrolling down the list, and you see three catches for negative one yards for Cooper Cup. And on top of that, his ankle got absolutely destroyed, and he's on the IR, will most likely miss the rest of the year. So definitely a sad end to Cup season, even with the offense being terrible. Cup was having a phenomenal year, and now his season is done. He was playing through a couple injuries last week, and it ended up coming back to bite him, I guess. But definitely sad anytime you see a star player get injured, and Cooper Cup is one of the best receivers in the league. So that's definitely sad. But either way, uh, looking at the rest of the Rams' breakdown, uh, not really much more to add. Wolford also lost a fumble. Uh, going through Arizona's defense, though, they sacked him, uh, Wolford, three times. Uh, Sanders had one, Allen had one, and J.J. Watt ended up having a sack, which is a bit of a throwback. But either way, uh, the Rams stink. They're three and six. I'm not sure they even win five games this season. They are really, really bad. And with Cup being out, I don't even know how they're supposed to move the ball at this point. I don't really know uh, what they're going to do with Stafford. Are they going to play him once they're out of contention? Are they going to just bench him and try to keep him healthy, maybe get the elbow fixed? I don't know. But the Rams are one of the most disappointing uh, Super Bowl defending teams of all time because they stink. And they traded pretty much all their draft picks, so we'll see what happens moving forward. But Arizona three, uh, Arizona was 3-6 and six, and now 4-6, and six, so technically still alive in the actual playoff race. Not really. This team is not very good. They beat up on a Rams team that stinks. So once again, not really sure what to read into for last week's game. But I do think that you're going to be looking at a pretty interesting matchup here on Monday night uh, with the Cardinals being at home. Now at home this season, the Cardinals have not been very good. So the Niners should potentially dominate. But once again, we've seen the Niners play with their food. We've seen Garoppolo be terrible at times. And I do think that could result in this game being somewhat close. This game's actually not even going to be in Arizona. It will be in Mexico City. So technically not a home game for Arizona. Probably better off because of the fact that they've been terrible in their home stadium. But it counts as a home game on the calendar. Arizona's been terrible in their actual home stadium, so maybe they'll look decent. But for this actual matchup, the Niners are the prohibitive favorite here at minus eight, and the total is roughly 43 and a half. Uh, looking around, you could probably still find some 44s. But for this matchup, I think it's going to be interesting because we don't know who's quarterback for Arizona. According to earlier reports, it seems like Kyler should be ready, but no one really knows for sure. They are going to be getting Hollywood Brown back off IR, which is a big deal 
uh, which is definitely going to help out the depth for the, for the receiving core uh, to complement uh, DeAndre Hopkins because they have not played together this season. Uh, Brown was doing very well, then he got hurt the same week that DeAndre Hopkins was coming back. So there is not officially confirmed that Hollywood Brown will play. However, he has been activated off the IR. So according to Kingsbury, there's a chance he plays. We'll see what happens. But to go through the sexual matchup, once again, the Niners should, keyword should, win this game relatively comfortably. The problem is I really don't trust this team to win by margin because it seems like they always play with their food. And we saw it off the bye against the Chargers. Uh, we figured that they would dominate up front. They did, and they should do the same in this game. But it really just seemed like this team didn't care for a decent portion of it and then finally started trying once they needed to. And I have a hard time laying eight points in a neutral site game with a team that really seems to be disinterested half the time. And Kyler, we know, can make a lot of dumb decisions. We know he might not play in this game. But Garoppolo, I have a hard time laying big numbers with because I do think he really limits the upside of this offense. And I think that Arizona, who has been decent against the run, can maybe force Garoppolo into a couple third and long situations. And I'm not sure how that's actually going to go since Garoppolo has been very hit or miss on third downs this season. A couple decent throws in the second half. First half, he really couldn't find anybody on third down. But for this matchup, I think I am going to lean to Arizona. I just think that eight's a little bit too much. I think the Niners are going to win the game. I see this being a one-possession game, and I think the, the Niners will have to fend off a potential comeback attempt there in the fourth quarter from Kyler or Colt McCoy. But once again, since I don't know who the quarterback is, I will kind of address that. I don't think Colt McCoy is that bad. And we saw him as the backup with the Giants win a game against Seattle uh, on the road. I forgot if that was last year or two years ago. But the point is, I know McCoy has been around for a long time, is capable and competent as a backup quarterback. So I don't think it's going to really drop off that much in terms of just looking at a starter compared to a backup. I think McCoy is good enough to really keep the Niners' defense on the fence at a, on occasion. I think he's going to struggle in portions of the game, and Kyler, I think one of them is going to struggle at portion, in, during portions. But I do think that the Cardinals have enough weapons to have moments against this Niners' defense, and that'll be enough because Arizona's defense has been much improved as the season has progressed. But for me, I am going to go with the Cardinals plus eight, and I will take the under 43 and a half in this game. I do think even though Arizona's offense might be better with Hollywood Brown maybe playing, once again, not sure, the 49ers defense is so good when they're dialed in. The pass rush is really good. Bose has been incredible. And I do think that you're going to end up seeing the Niners look dominant up front. The Cardinals, though, I do think can do a pretty good job of limiting the Niners to field goals. We saw the Niners really struggle in the red zone last week, and they ended up having to settle for a couple of field goals there. But I do think you'll see a lower scoring game. It's in a neutral, so I am kind of wondering how these teams will look traveling. I don't think there's going to be jet lag issues, but I am kind of curious. But either way, I'm going to lean to the under in this one. I see the Niners winning somewhere around, I'd say, 23-17, something like that. I think they'll win the game but not cover, and I do think this game will go under. But either way, that's going to do it for this episode of the Betterberia podcast here for Thursday, November 17th. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.